This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. And you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How are we doing, how are we doing? And welcome to episode 161, episode 161 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I'm your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a super duper weekend. If you celebrate Easter, hope you had a great time yesterday. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some awesome podcasts like Boston and Common with Joe Maz, The Marky P Show, Those Girls You Know, Drinks After Work, Eat the Damn Cake, I'm the promoter, He's the DJ, Let's Be Co with Kayla, Burnt Toast. It's always something with Jay. 30 flirty and surviving music you're missing a chance to strive and rambling with a purpose if you're into sports cards go check out big night breaks on instagram facebook youtube whatnot all that and you can go in person check out some great sports cards down at patriot place at card vault if you want free tickets to upcoming shows big night live you can always check out timmy ticket tuesday on the big night media instagram page and you can always get your banner banter podcast merchandise at bignightshop.com okay here we go First episode after the first playoff game, I'm going to be doing an episode the morning after every single playoff game, 12 to 15 minutes, nothing more, nothing less, quick, to the point. Um, And oh yeah, just a quick reminder, if you're listening to the radio this week, there will be a 15-second radio commercial, or a radio spot, as they call it in the biz, (laughs) um, for the Banner Bench Podcast on the Sports Hub, on WEI, KISS 108, and Jim 94.5. You can, um, if you record it, and you post it on your Instagram story and you tag it. First one that does that gets a free Banner Banter Podcast t-shirt. How cool, huh? All right, now that all that bullshit's done, holy mother of God, what a game. I am unwell. My voice is on fire. My throat is on fire. Um, wow, just what a game. What an atmosphere. You knew this You knew this is what the series is going to be. I can't even speak English. Holy mother of God, but... Only 15 more wins until Banner 18 after the Celtics win 114. I'm sorry, 115 to 114 against the Brooklyn Nets. Wow, just absolutely crazy. The fact that we have to wait two days <laughs> to do that all over again is insane. Wednesday night at the Garden should be pretty wild. Listen, I got to give a shout out to Celtics fans because there's been some times this year where a lot of Celtics games that I've been to, I think I only missed like one or two home games all season, but a lot of games, like fans have been showing up late. 3.30, that place was full. It was very impressive to see, especially on a holiday. Wow, it was it was awesome. But before we start talking about Jalen and Jason and Al and Marcus and what Ime did during the game, I just need to get this over and done with, okay? <clears throat> Kyrie Irving is very fucking good at basketball. And whatever he did to us as Celtics fans obviously fucking sucks. But let's move on. Let's focus on this Celtics team. Because they are very special. This Celtics team is no joke. And 
we get it. Kyrie is a lying sack of shit. He's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But guess what? Who isn't? I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You're not flicking me off. And if, if you're upset that Kyrie Irving's flicking fans off, I don't blame the guy. I really don't. But guess what? All your booing, all your Kyrie sucks chants, all your Kyrie this and that, he doesn't care. He almost dropped a 40-piece in Game 1 of the playoffs and almost won that game on his own since Kevin Durant played so poorly in the first half. He lit it up in the second half, but Kevin Durant was not very good in the first half, and the only reason why the Nets were in the game was because of Drogic and Kyrie Irving. I mean, Kyrie Irving having that much room to shoot for a three-pointer is is crazy because like especially there was one part of the game late in that fourth quarter where Kyrie had the ball in the corner and Al and Jalen tried to trap him and then Al ran away and then it was just one-on-one with Jalen and listen Jalen is a great defender he's improved every single year he's been in the league but you have to trap him in that corner and not leave him and make him pass the ball because right then and there Kyrie got some space and he stuck a three-pointer it was, it was crazy. I mean, Marcus played some unreal defense on Kyrie Irving at times, but it's like the second they switch, whether it's Horford or Jalen or Jason, there were, I mean, speaking of Jason, I'm going to be all over the place, folks. I'm sorry, because I'm, I'm all over the place myself. But there were times where when they did switch, it was a nightmare. But there were also some times where Jason Tatum said, no, nah, fuck that. We're not going to switch. And Jason Tatum blocked a couple of Kevin Durant shots. Like he contested them. The tip of the finger type of shots like it was Rob Williams defending out there. And that's very impressive because the the way Durant shoots and how high he gets the ball on his release, the fact that Tatum could block some of those shots is, is absolutely wild. But I'm over the Kyrie thing. I've been over the Kyrie thing for a while. And He's not affected by what we're doing, but at the same time, keep the energy up. The The garden was rocking last night. God, that was so much fun. But anyways, let's talk about Jalen Brown. Like I mentioned, his defense was unreal. Four steals. He had those two incredible chase down blocks. One of them, he literally ran down the floor, blocked the shot, ran back down the floor, and went in for a layup. And there were a couple times where Jalen, I think, was trying to do too much when he attacked the rim. There was one time where he like wanted to go up and under with his left where he could have just gone up and under with his right you know which is his strong hand and he completely botched the layup obviously a little frustrating but in the moment who knows what's going on in his head but <sighs> I felt like his offense at times was a little forced like the first quarter I think he started off one of five for the game like not not great like and Jalen needs to realize that the Nets want him to shoot the ball and if he does, when he's comfortable, they're going to regret it. But Jalen taking some contested shots and some forced shots is exactly what the Nets want them to do, and that's what he did at times. And then his free throw shooting. Oh, my God. I talked about in episode 160 that like Jalen Brown has to be a good free throw shooter, and he went four of six from the line. But the fact that he missed those ter- his first two free throws, I was like, holy mother of God, this, this can't be a thing. This can't be a thing. But Jalen, solid game overall. I'm, I'm saying... I will say this until this series is over, whether they win or lose this series. Jalen Brown is the most important player in this series. Not Tragic, not Kyrie, not Tice, not Horford, not Durant, not Tatum, but it's Jalen Brown. Because Tatum's going to get his, Durant's going to get his, Kyrie's going to get his. It's all about Jalen Brown. But he ended up with a team high plus 10. Very impressive. Very, very impressive by Jalen Brown. And now let's talk about Jason Tatum. Oh, we are so lucky to have Jason Tatum on this basketball team. <laughs> we really are. We really and truly are. J- Jason Tatum is an 
unbelievable basketball talent. I mean, he went to the line 12 times. Love it, love it, love it. But listen, what did I ask for? I asked for, in episode 60, I said, I need Jason Tatum to average 29 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. He got 31 points and 8 assists. Wasn't that aggressive on the rebounding side of things, and that's okay. I think he still ended up with like 4, maybe 5 rebounds. If I... uh, yeah, he had four rebounds. So overall, not too bad. But let's talk about this Nancy Kerrigan spin move at the end. Oh, it was like figure skating. It was a thing of beauty. I would have given it a 10. Like if I was an Olympic judge, oh, he caught it perfectly so it didn't look like a travel in motion. Like if Tanya Harding had a club trying to hit his knee, he would have missed it. And oh, it was beautiful. Beautiful. He caught oh. It was unbelievable. And the 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 great thing about that play is I'll admit it, when I saw Marcus get that ball, I went, Oh fuck. And he shot faked it and I literally like my nipples got hard. Like I perked up. I was just like, What? He's he doesn't want the big moment shot and then that pass oh in stride to Tatum. That was unbelievable. That pole play. That whole play. It was a roller coaster. Oh my god, that was unbelievable. Absolutely fucking unbelievable. It was crazy. And Jason Tatum, he wasn't nervous about any trap or anything that was brought his way by Steve Nash and the Nets coaching staff. At times he did make some dumb passes that were forced, and you know what? That's going to happen, and that's okay. But man, that game winning basket should shoot his confidence to the moon against Durant. And like I mentioned earlier, Durant didn't play great, but he still played well enough to keep them into the game. I mean, I don't know what his the splits were with Durant. I know he started off very poorly. I think he went 9 of 24 for the whole game. But man, oh man. Wow. <laughs> that was crazy. The way he just caught that ball. Like, after the game, I just started spinning around everywhere. Like, I thought I was doing triple axles all over the place. It was unbelievable. God. It was like poetry in motion. Absolutely unbelievable. And speaking of unbelievable, Al Horford, holy mother of God, you old, beautiful, well-rested, blue-eyed son of a bitch. And he wanted it bad, too. Al Horford wanted to win that basketball game really bad. And Bruce Brown, oh, you idiot. This kid, even though he's from Dorchester, and I think it's awesome that there is a kid from Dorchester, from the Boston area, playing in a big basketball game, on a very good team that's important to a very good team. I think that's great. But man, oh man, there were a couple times where Bruce Brown did not go to the rim. He had opportunities and he stopped and he passed it. Even though he wasn't afraid of their inside presence because Rob Williams wasn't around. Al Horford had 15 rebounds. And what did I say in episode 160? Al's rebounding is going to be very important. He played better than Drummond and... Yes, I understand Drummond got four fouls, I think, pretty early into that third quarter. But let's be honest, the Nets are better without Drummond on the floor. They really are. They can pick up the pace, they can run, and it opened up an opportunity for Drogic to play. And listen, Peyton Pritchard and Derek White, they were combined minus 10, and they couldn't slow the dude down. He dropped 14 points. He was a plus 17 for the Nets. But Al Horford, that guy, talk about rest needed. 8 of 13. 15 rebounds, six of them offensive, one steal, two assists, plus eight, 20 points, 20 and 15 for Al Horford. If you can get that type of performance from Al Horford for the rest of this series, (laughs) 
hold on to your butts. But um, speaking about plus 17s and plus minus, I know it's not a big thing. Uh, number 12. Let's talk about number 12 real quick, shall we? Number 12 started off the game very well. He had a couple nice defensive plays. I think he scored like six points in that first quarter. And then whatever happened after those first two minutes was something I never wanted to see again. Minus 17 in a one-point game. The Nets were 17 points better than the Celtics when number 12 was playing. And it's probably not the best matchup for him, and that's fine. And he went 0-4 from 3. And what did I say in episode 160? Grant Williams has to get back to old Grant Williams. Pre-All-Star break, Grant Williams is needed in this series to hit at least one or two three-pointers in this game. So yeah, that's my recap of the game. Oh yeah, points in the paint. You know, <laughs> we have to talk about the points in the paint. You know what? We'll we'll talk about that in a second. But here we go. What did the Celtics have to do uh, to go up 2-0? That's probably what you're asking yourself, and I'm going to try and answer that for you the best way that I can. First off, Ime has to continue that 3-2, 2-3, man-to-man zone that he set up. That threw the nets off. There were times where... You know, I was pointing out to my buddy Dickie, who was uh, joining me at the game, and there were times where, like, you could see that, like, it was man, and then it it wasn't man, and they were trying to, like, set screens and switch, but it didn't work. It, it really confused the Nets, and I'll be honest, like, looking up top, like, that's why I love my seat so much, is because I can kind of see everything kind of happen, and... I, it looked like a zone, but it was man, but it was man, but it looked like a zone. It was it was very, very weird, and it threw off the Nets. And then the Nets tried to run a 2-3 zone against the Celtics in the second half. It, might, it actually kind of looked like a 3-2 zone. And the Celtics, again, didn't do a great job with it. But they just have to know that that middle was wide open. There were so many times it was wide open. It was like a Creed song. It was like arms wide open. But the Celtics have to keep attacking the paint in game two, whether Drummond is there or not. No one should be afraid of Andre Drummond. He's a very, he's a good player. He's a big dude, but no one should be afraid of him. Now, of course, you know, Durant is a long defender, but you just got to put your head down and don't worry about Drummond. Don't worry about Claxton. Even though Claxton did add a couple nice blocks in this game, the Celtics won the points in the paint battle by 24 points. The Celtics had over 52 points in the paint, or it was exactly 52, or it was like, 53 or something like that. The points in the paint is why the Celtics won this game. They, especially Tatum. Tatum attacked the rim so many times, just put his head down. Now, at times, that can help you get offensive fouls or go against you, I should say, or help the Nets get pick up offensive fouls. But that's that's got to be key. Just keep attacking that rim, and if it's not there, run to a spot, have you know Tatum or Brown or Marcus dish it out and hit that open three pointer number twelve. You get that's what's got to happen. You got to keep attacking the paint. So keep confusing them on defense. Keep attacking on the paint, and the the Kaler's turnovers, the force passes. Marcus Smart played well. He made some unbelievable defensive plays, especially the the inbounds play, uh, which I thought was a key part of this game. The <clears throat> I think Kyrie was inbounding the ball. And no one else, like all the other Nets players, like ran up and Kyrie had to throw it in and he thought he threw it in and Marcus Smart dove for it, got the ball. It was an absolute banana set of plays. It was it was crazy. But Marcus Smart at times eh, kind of forced some passes. You know, he saw a mismatch, which was good that he recognized the mismatch, but he, he forced it and he just has to be patient and maybe not overthrow it. So if the Celtics can clean up a lot of those dumb, lazy turnovers, because that's really what got the Nets back into the game in the third quarter when the Celtics were up, what, 
10 plus points at that point. That I mean, just dumb, stupid turnovers. Some transition three pointers are not are not a thing either. And I mean, 24 assists tonight for the uh, last night for the team was great, but you need 25. You need that ball movement to keep going. I mean, Tatum with eight assists is just absolutely insane. So yeah, I think the three things we got to focus on: cut off or cut down the lazy turnovers, keep confusing them on defense, and attack the paint. And you can go up 2-0 in this series. And before we go, let me just say this. Nets fans suck. They're the worst. I mean, I had three kids in front of me, like two rows up, and they were on Instagram Live the whole time. They were literally watching the game through their phone. And listen, I'm addicted to my phone. I'll admit that. But what are you doing? You paid so much money to watch the game and you're on Instagram Live? What? And they were like zooming in and they couldn't even see half the play. It was so stupid. And don't worry, I chirped at them and I was just like, did you guys catch that play by Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum on your Instagram live? I went I went crazy at him. But what a game. What an atmosphere. And that's it for episode 161 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Thank you so much for listening as always. If you're a new listener, welcome. Welcome aboard. Let's go get Banner 18. Only 15 more wins. We'll talk to you on Thursday morning for episode 162 after game two of the playoffs. Sound good? Great. We'll talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.